XX Equals is a focused, user-centered innovation collective within Canadi Ford, and this is our podcast. Our aim is to close the gap between perception and reality when designing for women. So jump in and join us as we talk to some of the leaders, experts, and trailblazers in this space. Hello and welcome to XX Equals. And today I am really, really thrilled to be joined by Maria Butkovic, who is CEO of Women of Wearables, an incredible organisation. I'm really, really, really thrilled to have Maria here today. Um, I'm a huge fan of Women of Wearables and have been for a number of years. And Maria, could you just tell our listeners a little bit about Women of Wearables, about yourself and about how you got started? Thank you so much have, for having me today, Mel. And, and I'm so excited to be here today because I never get tired of telling a wow story to people. So my story is actually a bit you know, unusual. I was a corporate lawyer for eight years before I got into tech. And how I started wow was basically I was a, when I switched my career to marketing, social media, PR, and the world of technology as a startup mentor, I, um, I was co-founder of a wearable tech startup in 2014. And that startup designed the world's first smart umbrella, which was an umbrella that you can pair to your phone. Um, and basically, if you leave it in a public place, you would get notified uh, through your phone, through the app that you left it. So that was the piece of wearable technology, so to say, that we designed. And at that point, I was trying to um, connect with more women in wearable tech space, and there weren't really many. So I started well purely because I thought that there needs to be a bit more support, a bit, there needs to be a community for women and allies in this space. So um, something that, you know, started as a very small meetup group, um, really quickly started growing and new members started joining us, companies started collaborating with us, and we really became a global movement, I would say, for women in emerging technologies. And our main focus was first wearable tech, but throughout the years, we started getting members and partners from all sorts of other industries, such as, you know, IoT, fashion tech, smart textiles, health tech, femtech. And I'm really proud to say that we today, uh, community-wise, we are covering all these areas. So we have designers, technologists, startup founders, researchers, investors, journalists coming from all sorts of different industries that I just mentioned. Um, our key mission is really to educate uh, people and our community about the latest technological innovation, but also about the importance just, you know, investing in female-led teams and diverse teams because um, tech industry and especially investment industry, angel investment, VC investment is, as I like to call it, very pale male in sales. So I think, you know, more women need to become investors um, and, you know, more female teams need to get investment they deserve. Also, I would say partnerships are very important to us. We're really glad to have your company as one of the, you know, our partners that supports us because a lot of companies today are very much aware that they, they need to be more diverse. They need to support diverse initiatives um, and that can really make dramatic impact in the industry. You know, it, it takes baby steps, but once when you, you reach that critical mass of companies that are really flying the flag for diversity and inclusion, I think we'll see some uh, dramatic changes. And throughout the years, we really interviewed a lot of women. So on our website, we have Wow Women uh, blog, um, you know, Women Wearables Wow uh, comes really handy for the blog. And we really have incredible women that share their story. So definitely check that out. Um, and in general, I would say our key mission is really to continue doing what we are doing through our webinars, conferences, content building, partnerships. 
Um, but I would say also to, you know, go even further when it comes to supporting women. So something that we are launching in March is a mentoring program, a knowledge hub through which all our members will be able to participate both as mentors and mentees. Um, it's not envisioned to be very, um, you know, formal. We will record the sessions and we really want to create like amazing database of, of knowledge and sessions and insights that our community members can offer. So I'm really excited for that. It's absolutely fantastic, Maria. And I think, you know, it's filling a, a gap, a huge gap that exists there. I think we've talked about this previously, but I think I first went to one of one of your events in probably about 2016, 2017. Mm. And I remember, you know, having so I've I've been at KD over 10 years, but I became CEO in 2016. And one of the things that had always struck me, but I felt more of a responsibility to address after 2016 when I was in a position of leadership was how few women there are in our industries. And those figures I was quoting earlier from the Design Council that was a study released in 2018, 95% of our, yeah. our industry being male and, you know, the worst representative of any design discipline. Um, you know, in a way, it, it absolutely shocked me, but in a way it was all around me. I'd, see, I'd seen it before. And then I remember going to a Women of Wearables event and just being surrounded by like-minded individuals who are curious and smart and, and ambitious. And, um, and it was just a really safe space to do it, which is um, actually quite a rare thing in our, in our industry. And, you know, there are a huge amount of challenges that are faced by female founders and by your members. Um, could you share a little bit more detail around around what those are? Absolutely. So I would say something that has even become more relevant to us when it comes to community building and offering support, you know, has happened during the pandemic. Women do need support network. Women do want to have, you know, community of like minded people around them. I think everyone benefits from, you know, from help from others and especially from like minded people. And I think sometimes peer-to-peer -peer mentoring is even more relevant and important than, you know, the real mentor-mentee relationship. So I would say that, you know, challenges that a lot of our members have, especially startup founders, is, you know, where do I get funding for my business? How do I even start a business in this new emerging sector? Uh, we, we will definitely be talking about femtech a bit later, but, you know, there are different sectors within the tech space that are new, just started, you know, maybe a couple of years ago and uh, where do you find team members where do you find experts where do you even find investors uh, for that kind of business um, I would also say that when it comes to support sometimes it's not even funding it's about you know where do I get knowledge and skills and uh, insights you know what it means to build a business in this space um, you know how do I even transition my career we have a lot of women who are considering maybe starting their own business so how do I transition maybe from having a corporate background to becoming a tech entrepreneur we have a lot of investors, amazing investors uh, in our community, especially female investors who are very keen to invest in, in diverse companies. And actually, it's part of their mission really to invest specifically in female led companies. So we are really trying to, whenever we can, through our events, webinars, everything that we do to match those investors with the right startups to invest in. Um, and I would say a lot of companies, as I already mentioned, you know, big names, big companies are increasingly becoming relevant of of 
the importance of including diversity inclusion on their agenda. It's part of their core responsibility. So we are really glad that a lot of these companies are collaborating with us through our conferences, through the content that we are uh, building, through the mentoring program that we will launch. Um, I think it's all about the collaboration. I think if you really want to see the industry thriving and, and if we can move the needle for women in tech, it will first and foremost come through collaboration with others. I Absolutely. think that's the key. Absolutely. And I think, I mean, you have a quite a vast membership base now, Maria. Absolutely. Absolutely. We have members in more than, I would say, 50 countries now. And even for the conference that we did last week, Haltech 2.0, when I went to Eventbrite Analytics, I saw that we had people from more than 40 or 50, 40 or 50 countries. I cannot remember now, which is amazing. So like more than 800 people registered. It was amazing. And it strikes me, you know, because we all have these unconscious biases that real innovation very often happens in these big tech hubs that, you know, only maybe, I don't know, Silicon Valley, New York, Tel Aviv, London, and cities like that um, have, have big innovation hubs. But actually, innovation is borderless. It's limitless, right? People from all over the world are interested in new things and they are building new things and designing new things and starting companies. So I'm really, really glad that actually when someone from the distant part of the world gets in touch with us because, uh, and when they find us maybe just by just Googling or, you know, coming to one of our webinars because, uh, yeah, we definitely want to help, especially those people who don't know where to start. They don't have a big um, tech ecosystem around them to really, uh, you know, grow and, and start their businesses. No, I think that that's really true. Um, I understand a little bit personally of the investment journey. In 2016, we undertook uh, PE-backed uh, management buyout, which, which I led. And I think at the time, looking back now, five years later, um, it was a real baptism of fire. But one of the things that really struck me, we, we went to um, 10 different PE houses for initial meetings. We had offers from seven on the business. And the only women I met throughout that entire process were the ones that that showed me into the room, offered me a cup of coffee and then left. Um, there wasn't any. And actually the house that we, we chose in the end, um, following sort of discussions, set up a women in PE event, um, which was was fantastic. Um, but, there, you know, it really brought home to me that there are industries as bad or worse than the ones that, that we're in. And it really takes that level of action to start moving that dial. I think one of the other things that's um, that's been really interesting to me, particularly since we've launched XX Equals, is around um, reverse mentoring, because, you know, mentoring mm-hmm. is a real theme and a focus for uh, WOW for 2021. But the, the value of reverse mentoring as well, for somebody um, like myself, actually speaking to the, the graduates in our team and the student placements and, and understanding what um, challenges and opportunities there are really uh, across such a broad area, whether that's geographical or attitudinal as well. I read um, the other day that um, I think they were saying that around 20% of, of Gen Z in the US um, don't actually identify as as um, gender you know, binary. They you know they identify as gender fluid. So what does that mean in terms of the products and services that we're developing moving forward? And as you've mentioned, health tech and femtech in particular, a real area of focus that's starting to get some traction now. Absolutely, and I would say that you know. I wasn't even, you know, thinking that Femtech will be this big as it is today, right? Uh, but before I left on my maternity leave in 2017, I, I did our first, like, physical event at that time, Femtech one, and and more than 100 people showed up in the room. It, there wasn't, there weren't only startup founders, there were, like, 
OBGYNs, doctors, you know, researchers. And I was really like, wow, that, that this is incredible. So over the last few years, there's a, for those maybe uh, listeners who are not aware of it, there's a new trend in the tech space called femtech or female technology. And it's a term that was coined by Ida Tin, who's the founder of Clue App. It's a period tracking app. Um, and it's basically a term, umbrella term, that can be applied to any sort of product, whether it's software, diagnostics, services, whatever, that's focusing on women's health. Um, I would actually say female health, right? Because uh, we could have people who identify as females, uh, but they might not be women. Absolutely. So it can be anything from fertility solutions, period tracking apps, pregnancy nursing care, women's sexual wellness, reproductive system. But it goes beyond, if you ask me as well, because there are certain diseases and illnesses that women experience differently than men. It might be Alzheimer, Parkinson's, heart disease. So it can be literally anything health related that affects women differently than men or females differently than other genders. And there are some incredible industry stats when you think about it, um, because, you know, Femtech was is still very quite young, very nascent. And some investors especially might think of it as a niche. And I and I, you know, I get allergy when I hear a word niche when it comes to something that affects more than 50 percent of um, people directly on this planet and actually it affects everyone indirectly because you know women are very often primary caregivers so when you think about women's health if if we are not capable of taking care of our families our husbands and partners will be affected our children will be affected if we have them uh, very often our part our parents are affected as well because women in many cases are primary caregivers to their parents so when it comes to femtech specifically Interesting uh, information, like stat that I can give you, for example, is that 35% of Femtech patent uh, families have women listed as inventors, which means that two thirds, uh, more than two, two thirds, uh, I read that statistic in one of the reports of Femtech founders are women. But when it comes to who applies for a patent, uh, there are definitely more women, increasingly more women uh, in Femtech than other sectors in the tech space. Um, funny enough, there is a massive uh, business potential of Femtech, but unfortunately only 4% of overall you know, funding for research development for health tech and Femtech uh, products and services for females goes to, um, to, to female founders, which is like, why is that like, like that, right? Uh, we have to change that. And obviously, you know, the number of, of you know, size market is growing, like digital health in general, um, is said to be worth 536 billion by 2025, according to Frost and Sullivan. I think it's even bigger than that. You know, some say that Femtech is 50 billion big. You know, when you think about it, um, you know, just, you know, pregnancy, fertility, there's a lot of movement in that space. So there's a lot of innovation happening there. But when you think about menopause, for example, how it hasn't been disrupted for, for ages, and menopause is something that every woman will go through, regardless whether they have been pregnant or had children. Um, so I think there's so much, so much potential. And and finally, you know, innovation has started happening and more investments are happening. But I think in the next few years, we'll see much more. It's fascinating because there are those there are those obvious conditions that um, haven't had that level of investment. You know, I was thinking the other day around we were talking around um, menstrual um, products. And it was around, you know, you think about the level of investment that goes into um you know, baby bottles, for example, and and um, and you know the amount of money that's spent on on sterilisation of baby bottles, etc. And you think, you know, the average. I don't know what the average. I think it's less than two children now in the UK. You might use a baby bottle steriliser for, 
you know, six months, 12 months, if you're particularly assiduous. And yet, um, by contrary, you've got something that's going to happen to you every month for around 40 years. Yes. And actually, you know, the investment that's gone into that in terms of products and developments. and, and Absolutely. Is, and is not about that only, Merle. I think it's important to focus on sustainability element of it, right? Because when we think about it, how many of these products contain plastic that's not biodegradable, right? They're not biodegradable per se. So how much waste we produce throughout our lives uh, only by using menstrual products. Um, it's, it's incredible. And then, as you say, I think there's also this opportunity about, you know, um, how we, you know, the, the scenario around the physiological differences and how different conditions affect men and women in different ways. There's so many opportunities and there's so many examples of how women have been underserved in this space. So so clearly it's it's something that across a number of levels, you know, whether it's physiological or, or you know, um, just conditions and how they differently impact um, where women can be served so much better um, by, you know, with the design community, the tech community, um, you know, the, the the insight and the understanding around these challenges and, and how products can answer them. Totally. And I would say, you know, the, the reason for that is because purely because women haven't been included enough in medical research. You know, that's the number one reason why there's such a huge data gap when it comes to, you know, female data but that's related to their health. Uh, in the US, only in, I think in 1993, companies who are um, doing medical research for different drugs have been obliged to use uh, female participants as well. Before that, women were just, you know, considered not reliable because of their hormone cycles, you know, uh, pregnant women obviously weren't included because uh, it could harm the, the baby. And I think, you know, finally, we see early stage companies and startups innovating in that space and filling out the gap. And I think that's the one of the biggest benefits that will come out of uh, Femtech, huge amount of data that can be used uh, you know, to, to to provide insights into this industry and really help companies build better products for, for females. And what do you think, Maria, because obviously you're having a huge number of conversations in this space, what do you see as sort of the biggest opportunities moving forward for sort of in that health tech and femtech space? Oh, that's a really good question. I would say, I mean, I will speak from partially personal of you as well, because I, I wasn't aware of, of many challenges, you know, we women have uh, before I before I had my son. But I would say definitely, I think, uh, any kind of support for mothers, uh, you know, especially in those early days, is the need, that needs to be there. And I think, you know, no one tells you how hard it will be once when you have a child. Um, so I think anything from mental health to physical health to, you know, uh, Literally anything, I think, is is amazing. And we see a lot of interesting developments in that space, from wearable breast pumps to uh, products for incontinence and also mental health. I think it's really, really big. Um, I'm really actually curious to see how some areas that are, you know, quite intertwined with femtech uh, will develop. For example, uh, when you were mentioning uh, baby bottles, you know, like baby formula hasn't been changed for so many years right we are in a nutshell we are our children who cannot be breastfed for any reason 
they are they are having formula milk, but that hasn't been changed uh, for so many years. And I'm, I'm I'd be curious to see how companies will answer this uh, to this challenge. What new will be what new will be there for them? Um, another area I think that, as I mentioned, that is super interesting is mental health. And I think we all realized during the pandemic how mental health is important. So mental health might not necessarily be type of product that is in some way, shape or form related to hardware products, uh, wearable tech, something that's also focus of ours. But I think that, you know, more and more companies are becoming um, increasingly, you know, aware that mental health is something that affects everyone. So, you know, whether you're an employee, whether you're a mom, whether you're a woman, whether you're a man, whether you're a child even. Um, so, and, and mental health as a service hasn't been democratized enough. It's still very expensive. It's very still hard to get as a support. And this is where technology comes because uh, to a certain extent, a lot of these services can be done through telehealth, through telemedicine. Everyone's using their phones and apps these days. So uh, there are some really, really interesting startups in that space that are really revolutionizing how mental health care is delivered. I think that's that's really, really important. And I think everybody, as you say, particularly in as we're in lockdown three here in the UK at the moment, is more than aware of, of what a roller coaster that becomes. But one of the other things we've we've talked at length about, Maria, is is the hardware software mm-hmm. sort of side of it. Because in terms of, of developing a product or um you know, or taking forward an idea, um, there's there's huge amounts of complexity, expense, etc., dependent on which routes you need to take forward to deliver against your vision. Absolutely. I mean, I can definitely speak about this uh, from first-hand experience because uh, when we were part of the uh, Smart Umbrella startup, oh my God, there are many lessons uh, learned there. I think no one is aware what awaits them when they start a hardware company because it's not only the product, it's about how you ship, how you package that product, you know, how many iterations you need to make before you you have something uh, that you are ready to sell, you know, how do you sell? I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a very complex, uh, you know, product development cycle, I would say. And uh, very often, more often than not, actually, startup founders don't know where to seek for help you know who do you ask for help who are experienced companies that can help you uh on your journey uh, not only that it's very hard to raise money for hardware so you're really forced to either bootstrap or outsource as much as you can certain services purely because you cannot hire someone in-house you don't have enough money or even if you do have money where do you find knowledgeable people so i think there are many many challenges when you're building a hardware company and you know Again, through the interviews that we have done with women for our blog, women who are building femtech hardware products, wearable tech products, you know, it's very, very obvious that there needs to be more support in this space. And this is also one of the reasons why um, we will try to share as many lessons about, you know, product development, R&D, manufacturing, prototyping and so on for hardware businesses throughout our mentoring program. Yeah, and and that's something we're really looking forward to sort of getting in, getting involved in, and also you know when we're talking in fem femtech and health tech, then the, the whole regulatory landscape as well. Oh yeah, which is uh, which can be a minefield if it's something you again you're not familiar with uh, to understand, and that needs to be considered really early on in that process, right, right up front. But um, that's for another day. Absolutely, um, I'd, I'd really like to hear Maria a bit more about um, what your ambition is for women of wearables and where you'd like to take that going forward. Oh yeah, I mean, at this point, I'm actually 
first of all, there are days when I have to, you know, stop for a while and say, hey, well done, you've achieved a lot because um, I'm really, really proud of the community we've built, but also about, you know, the sustainability of the business itself, financial sustainability, because sometimes for community type of businesses like ours, it's very hard to establish that business model that really works. So for us, I'm, I'm really glad actually that, you know, through the network that we have, we have really built incredible uh, also community of partners and companies that are supporting us and, and members who have joined us and so on. I think one of the one of the really like important goals for me in general through everything that we do is to really get help women get more visibility, but also help them grow their businesses. And very often people ask me, so you know, what's the one thing that you should that you think ecosystem should do in order to help more women and you know and I always say just give women more money uh, because women do need to get more money whether as a startup founder whether as an entrepreneur when it comes to you know handling bigger budgets I think women do more with the money given than men I mean that's just a, something that also research has proved right so I think that you know uh, it's not a secret goal of me but it's like you know some, somewhere far but I, I will work towards that maybe is to maybe have like a microphone one day through which we could uh would be a nice addition to everything that, that we do already at wow through which we could really invest um in in female businesses that are part of our community um and i think sometimes you know it doesn't need to be a massive investment what i've seen that you know women can really do wonders with even like a small angel investment and i think if we can get more female angel investors in this in this space um, and invest in more female founders, then those female founders will one day become female investors, angel investors, and that's how you basically build the whole uh, cycle. Um, yeah, but it it will take time. But to start with, I think in general, just give women more money and give women better visibility in the industry. It's fascinating, actually, you know, because in the PE institutional fund that I um, sit with with our business, um, there's 12 businesses in the fund and um, I'm the only female CEO in the fund. However, I know since the organisation started fundraising, which I think was in maybe the early 90s, that four out of their five best returns on their investments have been female run businesses. So there's clearly the statistics behind it, which demonstrate what women can achieve if they are given the support and, and as you say, the money. So it's not just about the time, it's about actually, you know, the put the money Absolutely. where your mouth is. Absolutely, and it's not about, you know, I don't want women to be t token, you know, we, women deserve that money. It's about missing out amazing business opportunities if you don't invest in women. Let's look at it like that. It's not only about we have to be diverse for the sake of being diverse. We have to be diverse because diversity of minds leads to diversity of ideas and diversity of ideas will lead to better, you know, economic, socio, any type of outcome for the whole, for the whole mankind. Yeah, absolutely. It's just good, good simple business practice. And I think, you know, one of the interesting founders that we're working with, a female founder at the moment, she, um, when she was looking for a consultancy partner to um, go into product, the product development process with and, and sort of innovate around what the product should be, 
Um, she spoke to um, a number of our competitors. I think it was around half a dozen, and she said that they um, she wanted a multi um, you know a multidisciplinary team with a good um, a good diverse mix and you know yeah sort of a good quality mix. And um, she she said that not single one of the other agencies could do could do that to the point that they were um, sending her emails when she was asking questions you know such as how many women do you have in your team they were sending emails sort of the week after because they had to go away and think about it and uh, and you know the responses were literally uh, my PA the receptionist oh god and marketing you know the marketing um, manager and it was it was I think it's it's symptomatic of how even though this is an industry that we're in, we still exist in a bit of a bubble because our team is 50-50 in terms of not just, um, you know, from talking to the team, in terms of the management of the business and who sits on the board and, and who sits in the senior management team. Um, and it's taken a long time and a lot of effort to get to that point. And that's just around equality. And as you say, there's this huge, bigger piece around diversity, which, um, you know, as an industry, we need to start tackling and developing as well. There's there's um we're so behind in that respect so Absolutely. i just think companies it's... will build better product if they have diverse people 100%. in their team how can we design you know if we can't empathize with those and we can't empathize you know as a 45 year old woman i can't empathize with you know with a, a gen gen z and you know that feeds into kind of that point around needing to reverse mentor and needing to actually listen you know, the whole kind of one mouth, two ears piece. If we're not listening, we're not learning. And if we're not learning, we're not getting better at what we do. So there's a huge amount. A Couldn't huge agree more. Couldn't agree more. Um, Maria, tell us, just to kind of finish off for today, tell us a little bit about some of the plans for 2021, because I know there's some more big plans for Women of Wearables this Absolutely. year. Absolutely. So apart from launching our mentoring program in March, um, in June, we are running another really super cool conference, which will be entirely focused on investment and fundraising for health tech and femtech businesses. So it will be a really a go-to place for investors and uh, startup founders who are looking for investment in that space. But for anyone else who wants to find out more about why is it now the right time maybe to tap into health tech and femtech space. Um, Another thing that I actually forgot to mention at the beginning is that I also write for Forbes uh, and my main area of focus are women in tech and health tech and femtech businesses or just innovative uh, tech businesses led by women. So, uh, you know, if anyone's listening to us would maybe like to uh, contribute to my column, feel free to get in touch with me. Um, there's incredible pool out, out there of, of amazing women in tech. Um, we just need to give them more visibility. And I'm really committed to giving that visibility to women. And, you know, one article might not do the wonders, but it's a really good push. And sometimes all you need is a bit of a push, I would say, uh, just to build that confidence of yours, I would say. And, and something that I think more of us in these crazy times we live in, we need to really have sometimes a bit like more positive vibe and, and more confidence in what we are doing, uh, right? A hundred percent. I couldn't agree more. No, I was the confidence was the word I was thinking about when you were talking about, you know, the initiatives and the mentoring and the planning. And I think, you know, we need to recognize that it's really, really tough at the moment. It's it's a really hard, hard time. And actually, nobody should be afraid to just put their hand up and say, I need some help here. And actually, it's also really important. We all need cheerleaders by our sides and sort of with Absolutely. us as well, don't we? Telling Absolutely. us that 
that you know to keep going and that we're we're doing we're doing the right thing so it's never been more important and i think you know women of wearables is a fantastic example of how how that um, manifests itself and i'm hoping you know as we grow xx equals as well that that will provide the same level of resource to to ambitious and uh, you know exciting new ideas and businesses thank you so much for joining us Thank today. you for having me today. Absolute so exciting. And Thank I really you. look forward to working more closely with you and, and KD and XX Equals in the year to come. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed listening, please rate, review and subscribe and keep your eyes peeled for our next episode.